The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use promo code MADNESS for 10% off of orders of $40 or more. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. After a full weekend in the desert, quite literally, actually, because Las Vegas was in the desert. And then if you watch the F1 race along with us and the F1 Gambling Podcast, the first race of the season was also in the desert. But uh, anyways, after a weekend in the desert of racing, <laughs> it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Las Vegas is in the background, as uh, I'm sure many a broke gambler is uh, is happy to see as well. But Cody, buddy, a full weekend of racing. Did you enjoy? Let, let me just put it this: Did you enjoy Las Vegas racing? I did. It was a, it was a good weekend. The Cup Series. I know it was very clean race, not and very caution free, which can sometimes lead to to strong out racing, but. Unfortunately, at the end, we end up with the uh, the overtime finish that screws us out of Kyle Larson. Uh, but Austin Hill saved the day on Saturday, hitting 22 to 1. Uh, and then, yeah, F1, we had this weekend back. We'll talk about that on the F1 Gambling Podcast. But, you know, New Year, a lot of the same things. Can't trust Ferrari. Max Verstappen is really good, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, IndyCar also back. That was That was a crazy race. There were some insane incidents in that race. There was cars going airborne. Uh, man, I almost, ugh, another one where I, a bad beat, I feel like, but, uh, had one of the better cars in the field at seven to one and, and missed out on it, but great weekend of racing. Um, I had a lot of fun. It's, it was great to see all of the series in action, all three NASCAR series, the two open wheel series. We had a full slate. So, uh, it was a good time. It really was too. And, and honestly, Friday and Saturday night provided probably some of the most fun of, of actual racing that I've seen uh, in a little while, only because it was pretty close and there was a lot of things going on, a lot of storylines playing out up and down the field. You know, Sunday, yeah. I mean, like uh, I said in the Discord, I didn't get a chance to watch it live. Unfortunately, I was on a uh, on a military weekend, so I didn't necessarily get a chance to watch it. But when I did watch it back later that night, you know, it was it was... Okay, 
But at the same time, I was kind of longing for the action of, of Friday night, especially Friday night was a great race. So yeah, I was, well, we've, we've talked about that so many times, like how, how often do the trucks and even the Xfinity provide some of the best racing on the weekend and the cup series is always, I, I had retweeted the, the Jeff Gluck poll, you know, good race poll earlier. And there was comments on there about, you know, people need to, why are you voting? No, basically. And like, I vote yes almost every week. Like I'm just one of those things. I'm just happy to be here. Like we have a cup series race, right? And so <laughs> some weeks aren't going to be as good as others, but I still felt like there was enough action throughout the field and enough good racing. Yes. Byron dominated a good majority of the race. Uh, and then, you know, at the end it was Larson there. And then, then we got the exciting overtime finish as NASCAR is way too quick to the caution button yet again. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that later, but, uh, but no, overall it was great racing on the weekend. I enjoyed it a lot. Had fun. Looking forward to uh, staying in the desert this weekend and going to Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, listen for the for what it's worth. As far as you know, and Friday we'll talk about that as well. E despite what happened on Friday, there was still so much stuff going on, and it was like you know you could up and down the field. This is why we tell you everybody too. This is why we tell you that it's so much more fun when you're betting up and down the field because then you really are paying attention to you know where that 20th place truck is or what that 23rd truck is doing you know it's you actually have so much more to cheer for than just who's in the lead and i mean the discord alone on friday was just i mean it was awesome. It was really awesome. So thanks yep. to you guys for having a, a fantastic accompaniment to that race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shout out to those guys. They keep it pop and turn the races. And uh, yeah, it, it was a good time for sure. Um, all right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and just start going down our bets and we're going to just go ahead and kick it off with the truck race. And then we'll uh, we'll take a break and come back with the other two series. But um, it was the Victoria's Voice Foundation 200 truck series. And uh, that was the um, that was the Friday night race. It was uh, we knew that Kyle Busch was going to be in it. Spoiler alert, Kyle Busch won. And not just one, but one handily. He had 84 laps that he led out of the uh, 134. Totally ran away with it. But, Cody, at points, Cody, it almost didn't seem like he may end up winning. And then also, it, sometimes it just... You know, there's one guy on the, the playground, right? He's taller than the rest of the kids. Like, he's playing basketball, and he knows. He knows that at any point he can score, right? But he's letting those little kids kind of swat at the ball, right? And try to, and then he's guarding them kind of loosely. And he's like, ah, uh, oh, look, you got a basket. Like, that's what I felt like Kyle Busch was all race long was that big kid on the playground, just kind of letting the little kids feel good for a little bit before he ultimately dunked all over him and hung on the goalpost. Yeah, the the comment was made in the Discord. It was like uh, it was like he was playing with them. He was nice enough to give some of the guys some some stage wins and and collect the points. And then uh, yeah, at the end of the race, he just ran away with it. Uh, we kind of talked about that at the end of the DFS show on Friday after we saw him lay down that qualifying lap. Like, okay, this is going to be the same Kyle Busch truck that it always is. And uh, yeah, no surprise that that he ended up just kind of running away with it there. Um, but you know, I think we still had some some pretty good angles and stuff. And a couple of things that were so close to cashing pretty big, um, just not not quite there. No, yeah, and I think it all began with Stuart Friesen as a top five truck. Oh, my poor my poor Canadian guy qualified twenty second. He did work his way up to fourteenth, and he did you know he was up there a little bit, but not really a top five truck uh, for the most part. 
Yeah, and it was just uncharacteristic of him at this track. And I mean, everybody all week was talking about how good he is here, his history at this track, and then bad qualifying effort. And they just never really figured it out from there on. Going to be kind of interesting to see if that's something that keeps up or if this was just a fluke week at a track he does so good at. It is somewhat concerning. So we'll have to keep an eye on that going forward. Yep, I hope so. My first matchup, this is what we get for betting on John Hernemacek, I believe is what you said in the uh, in the uh, uh, Discord. His official uh, final status was vibration. That was what took him out of the race. And not a good uh, vibration uh, either. Not yet. Not, not the good kind. Uh, so unfortunately, he does lose the head-to-head matchup to Ty, or, yeah, Ty Majeski. Um, Majeski ends up running fifth, so pretty good day for him. I expected him to have a good day. I just thought that that John Hunter would be better. Um, but really looking even through the stages, he wasn't really anywhere to be found. So it just wasn't, wasn't quite what I had expected out of John Hunter in that, uh, Tricon truck. No, no, not at all. Um, although I did, I did have uh, Grant Enfinger as the winner of group E. I think that one hit actually, right? I, I can't remember exactly who was in group E. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> oh, I wrote it down. Yeah, you did write it down. Heim, Majeski, and oh, Rhodes. Then no, that's right. He so did not. not. I, <laughs> I I was thinking of a different uh, a different group that somebody yep. ended up not winning either. Uh, but yeah, so Ty Majeski <laughs> obviously beat Grant Enfinger. But look, Enfinger was he led three laps in this as well, and it was one of those situations where I mean, granted, it was not he was out of sequence um, at one point, but I really did think that Grant Enfinger was going to at least have a better finish than that. But uh, again, Ty Majeski just looked too strong. Uh, for the most part, so he he that was the one that I was really. Th- are you going to give him trouble all day long? And he did. So unfortunately, yeah. he didn't catch that. Yeah, that Corey Heim was was the one, but yeah, Heim over Enfinger. Uh, and yeah, I mean Enfinger actually looked good throughout the day. Fourth in stage one, fifth in stage two, but uh, Ty Majeski ends up fifth in the race. Or no, Corey Heim. I'm all over the place here. Corey Heim rather fourth in stage two, and are in at the final race. And then Grant Enfinger ends up finishing ninth. So did cash that one at uh, minus 135. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, that 11 truck was solid. I don't know why and how he was running up there all day, but he was. Yeah, and that was over on Derek's uh, betting preview show. Him and Full Tank with Phil had recorded a preview. And that was their big debate on there was, uh, do you trust the the Chase Purdy in the KBM truck? Or do you trust uh, Heim in the, or no, was it it somebody somebody else from the Tricon Garage? Uh, it was Kaz Grawl as who it was, but they weren't. the The point was basically, how are these Tricon trucks going to do? And Grawl ended up getting caught up there at the end, but they actually impressed uh, quite a bit. Purdy did too, honestly, with an eighth place finish. So I think that both of them were kind of right. Uh, Phil was going with the Purdy side of things, and and Derek had uh, had the Grawl side of things, but both ran well throughout the race. Of course, Purdy with the better finish, but but there was a lot of questions on both of those teams, right? As they switch manufacturers. Was KBM still going to be anything with Chevy? We've kind of dogged on their driver lineup. I specifically have just because it's like, you know, but but actual good results from them. And then the Tricon trucks looked pretty good as well. Um, and speaking of a Tricon truck, I had Tanner Gray as a top five finish, a plus 650. Man, he was running good all day. He was 10th in stage one, ninth in stage two, was hanging out in the top five there at the end for a little bit. Uh, and then in one of those late deals, got shuffled back, ends up finishing 13th. 
So did not quite cash that one. Yeah, I mean, look, I was I was actually thinking that Tanner Gray bet was looking fantastic for a while. And yeah, yeah he was running. I mean, he was top five for quite some time. And I'm yep. thinking, OK, here we go. This is looking pretty good. And then didn't didn't quite pan out there at the end. I think it was that last uh, last group of pit stops, I want to say, because they had green flag pit stops there at the end. I think it took him a little bit longer on the on the right side. And uh, that really cost him a bunch of spots there at the end. Yeah, actually, it was it was pit road that slowed him up. That kind of gave him he had to he had this little bit slow out of the out of the pit. Uh, uh, speaking of pit road, what a crazy story that was Friday night with the pit guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, end up being late. They they if you missed it, um, they were supposed to leave Friday morning from North Carolina where the teams are based, and they had engine troubles in the plane, so they had to wait for the other plane to come back from Phoenix or from Vegas to pick them up. Then they had to land in Kansas or something, got delayed there on taking back off. They were late to the race. They were almost through stage one, and there's you know pit crews. Be, they got a police escort from the from the airport to the track, and they're running in. Those guys are, are big athlete dudes, and they're just running with all their gear and stuff and gearing up and, and going to change, change tires and stuff, saving the day for a lot of these guys. That was uh, pretty – I don't know I've ever seen anything quite like that, but uh, – Props to those guys. They got their got their extra air time and their extra uh, kudos that, that they fully deserve. Those guys are absolutely amazing. And what's crazy is Kyle Busch had the full service guy from the Chevron down the street, like changing his tires. I mean, it's basically, you know, the 70 year old man that reads the paper and just make sure that you fill up, you know, the guys running out trying to change tires. And it's just like, yeah, it looked like you could tell. That the the professionals versus the guys who sit on the couch and go, oh, I could do that. That's easy, right? No, yep. sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got the road crew, and those like when we do see the races where the truck series or the Xfinity series isn't with the Cup series, and they don't have the live pit stops for that reason, it's the road crew guys, and they can go out there and change the tire. But usually, they have a five minute break to do so. Uh, and in the heat of the moment, it's it's not quite as easy. I almost thought they could have called AAA and got better service out of that. Like, <laughs> hey, come here, change this tire for us. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, my next bet didn't cash either, and that was uh, Christian Eckes over Ben Rhodes. But wait, Ben Rhodes, what a run that guy was having! I honestly did not expect him to come out and have uh, this good of a run. And look, this didn't ca- this didn't not cash by much. How many double negatives can I use? Uh, ben Rhodes finishing third, Eckes finishing sixth. Um, we talked about Eckes a little bit earlier, but yeah, Ben Rhodes, he looked solid, and I almost thought he was going to put up for the win as well. He led uh, a few laps in this one as well. He only led two, but again, he was up front every once in a while. He'd pop his head up front and then get it slashed back off. Him and Carson Hosevar were having a pretty good battle up there uh, until Kaz Kralla got in the mix for a half a second. Um, yep. then- yeah, it was very impressive by Rhodes. We talked about it last season. I mean, he really struggled throughout the season. He was defending champion at the time uh, and ended up making the Final Four and finished in second in the standings, but through the regular season, it was a big time struggle. He didn't show up at a lot of these tracks. Um, and so, you know, and again, big questions around Thor sport, right? They switched from Toyota back to Ford again. Where is that going to leave them? So we definitely got a lot of questions answered. Um, and, and a lot of the top teams to probably not a real big surprise are still some of the top teams. Indeed. Uh, next up for me, I had the Raja Karuth to win group B. This one actually looked pretty decent for a little while. Uh, Haley Deegan was kind of the big one that I was worried about in that group. She ends up caught up in a wreck early on oh. and is out. I hate to see that for Haley because I am a huge fan of hers, but that gave me some hope at that point that uh, 
that maybe we would get uh, the results from Raja. Um, he was running decent kind of all day. He finished fifth in stage one, seventh in stage two, and then trouble struck. I don't remember what happened to him. He got, I think um, he got squeezed on one of the restarts, and I just I didn't, think so. He maybe didn't get, he bumped yeah. into the wall or something. Yeah. And, and yeah, so he ended up where, yeah, he ended up all the way back in 29th. He was the actually the last car that wasn't involved in a wreck or wasn't out of the race because of a wreck or, or a problem. So he looked good for a while. And so I was feeling pretty good about that, especially getting it at, uh, at the plus 500 and with Haley going out, she was again, kind of the, the big one in that group. It was Dean Thompson, Brett Holmes, Jake Garcia, and Daniel die that were all in that one. And, uh, Jake Garcia ends up with a 10th place finish. Very good run for him. So he's the one who ended up winning the group. Yeah, uh, that again, that was one that that you were looking down the the score sheet to try to to follow along with, which is yep. why you're. Yeah, and that gave you people all over the board throughout the race. I mean, they were they were stretched out near and far throughout the race there. Yep. Uh, another one that had you surprisingly looking down the speed chart was my next one, and that was Zane Smith over Ross Chastain. This one got Cody's uh, eyebrows up when I brought it up because he was expecting Ross Chastain to come out and do better things than Ross Chastain did. He struggled. He struggled so much in that truck. He did not have a fun time. <laughs> no, no. He probably wished he would not have gone out. I mean, and he said, too, before it was his interview, he was like, oh, man, I just love to race. I just love to come out and, and, and run these things. And next thing you know, he gets in a truck that's not running well, and I'm sure that wasn't fun. He finished 24th and really didn't even sniff uh, the front at all. He started 23rd, finished 24th. You know, that, that 41 truck just did not have it at all. Uh, yeah, he, he ended up up in ninth in stage one, but then really after that, you didn't see much of him. And Hosovar was up front all day. I mean, he was eighth in stage one, but then he won stage two. He ended up with a seventh place finish. He's also in a nice truck. And so you kind of thought, man, like, did Ross just get that bad of a truck or did he have other issues? But it just seemed like they couldn't get it to his liking. And, and he really was never a factor all day. Nope. Zane Smith ultimately finishing second. He led eight laps, uh, which was, was it the second most? No, the third most. Yeah, the third most of the day behind Kyle Busch and Carson Hosovar, uh, who led 19. That, that says something. When the third most laps led is eight. Is eight, yeah. <laughs> which is probably about the same in the cup race, actually. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I also had Zane Smith at the top five, minus 115. This was pretty easy money. Again, there was a little bit of a question. So he won stage one early on. He was looking great and then was kind of disappeared for a while. I, I think he had a penalty maybe. Um, I feel like I feel like that was the case maybe with Smith, but disappeared for a while, ended up back up there at the end, right where you knew he would be, right? He's, I think, easily the best driver in this series as a regular driver. Of course, Kyle Busch, the best driver when he's in it. But, but for your regular cast of crew, I think that it's going to be a lot of the Zane Smith show this year or so. A top five at minus one fifteen. Looking back, easy, easy money there. Yeah, I mean, again, we we talked about Zane Smith, and I think the only reason that kind of we we didn't pick him to win, I think, is just because he had just won. So, you know, it was kind of like a can he do it again? I don't know. But yeah. if if Kyle Busch wasn't there, odds I think he would not that great. And that for, too for Kyle Busch being in the field because he was yeah. second favorite, of course, where he should be. But I think he was only. For 400, 450, something like that. And it was kind of like, 
with Kyle Busch in the field, it makes you not want to go that low on somebody else. Yeah, I mean, and basically we did tell you to bet the field. I mean, that was one of the bets that we did give you. The field was de decent enough price to to bet. Unfortunately, that obviously didn't hit. But, you know, for a while, it, it, uh, parts of it looked like it could. And then Kyle was like, no, I'm taking the ball and I'm going to dunk. Yeah, and it that's tough because, I mean, you're literally getting 35 other people. I mean, you're getting everybody else against one driver. There's so many things that can go wrong, and we just seen it the week before at, at Vegas or at uh, Auto Club, rather, where a guy like Kyle Larson, right, the easy favorite, and then he has issues early. Things go wrong. Same thing happened to Cole Custer the previous week at Auto Club as well in the Xfinity race, and so – it, the thought was there once qualifying happened and we saw Kyle Busch, it was like, oh, okay, you know, it's going to be tough at this point for anybody to beat him. And I actually, in the Discord, I said I before the race, I think he was at minus 150 or something. I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and load up on him because I think that's that's going to be the play here. And and obviously ended up being, uh, for winners, I had Chastain at 7-1. to one. We already talked about him. Nowhere to be found all day. Uh, Corey Heim at 10-1. to one. We talked about him as well. He had the fourth place finish, so feel good about that for be, that being 10 to 1. And Tanner Gray, 100 to 1. I, I don't give out long shots just to give out long shots, people, as you'll find out when we get to the Xfinity side of things, right? I, I give out long shots that I feel like have a good chance. Sometimes I'll toss out a long shot like Austin Dillon on Sunday, and he was nowhere to be found. But there's a reason that you give them out, and uh, we already talked about how Gray – Ended up just in 13th, but even at 100 to 1, that's a pretty good price. He was in the top 10 in both stages. He was up there throughout the day, top five running there towards the end until he had the issue on pit road. So at 100 to 1, I'll take a top 13 finish anytime I get somebody at, at that type of price. Yeah. Well, I had John Hunt and Emacek. That'll be the last time I do that. And then I also had Matt Crafton, who, man, I was a little disappointed. I thought Matt Craft, I mean, he had 11th place finish. Not bad. Uh, for Matt Crafton, but I really, I, I don't know why I expected more out of him than I did. Um, it was just, I don't know. He finished well in stages one and two. Like he finished in, uh, I think sixth place in both actually, uh, in both one and two, you know, running just around the top five all day long Thought maybe he had a little more for it. Didn't happen. That's all right. But Kyle Busch was in there and we, we told you, we told you to bet Kyle Busch. I mean, none of not, at no point did we say don't bet Kyle Busch, but we also told you that other stuff can happen. But yeah, I mean, we picked Kyle Busch, but you know that's that's just neither here nor there. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I mean, just that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, especially with Kyle Busch in a field uh, of like second graders with basketballs. Yep. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I love honestly, you guys. I mean, truck racers are better than second graders with basketballs. Yeah, but you look at this, the Saturday race with Xfinity, right? And the odds were about the same as they were on Friday. And he did not, wasn't even up front, really. I mean, he ran in the top 10 all day, but he did not have a car to win that race, which give me two colleague cars and tell me Chandler Smith's in one and Kyle Busch is in the other one and tell me one dominates a good portion of the latter days of the race. I would never have picked Chandler Smith, but we'll get into that and, and props to him for, for his run. <laughs> we will get into that. After the break, we'll talk some Xfinity bets and break down that race as well. But let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. 
Let's tell you about WinBet. Actually, WinBet's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Getting a little ahead of myself. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, which is also known as WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is almost here, plus plenty of ways to get down winning on the NBA, NHL, and, of course, the XFL. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from. And all you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present. The stereo play through Embed is available. If you or somebody who has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Again, Xfinity took the track as well as they are prone to do for the Alsco Uniforms 300 Xfinity Series. We did tell you, of course, that this was going to be a much more difficult task for Kyle Bush than was the truck race. And we were right. <laughs> Kyle Busch had a much, much different uh, different race this time around uh, than he did in the truck race. Still ultimately finishing fourth in the race. But boy, he had his hands full and he definitely was not as comfortable in that car, uh, in that college car than he was in that truck earlier in the week. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we've talked about it already. Like this is a loaded Xfinity field. We weren't sure kind of coming into the season with the departure of of a loaded field from the previous season, but uh, it's even more spread out now or maybe not quite as top heavy where where you have a bunch of A guys instead of a couple of A plus guys, maybe I guess would be a good way to put it. But yeah, Kyle Busch is going to be back in the 10 car this weekend at, at Phoenix. So we'll see where his odds are at. Maybe they drop a little in this race because um, because he didn't do so well this past weekend, and that might be an opportunity for us to get on it a second week in that car, more comfortable. We'll, we'll get there whenever, whenever the odds drop. Of course, it's Monday evening now, and odds are not out yet, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah, Chandler Smith, too. Uh, I don't know that we really had any bets on him, but, man, he's been impressive through these first two non-super speed. Of course, Daytona, you know, is its own beast, but these two races since. Chandler Smith has shown up quickly as a rookie, we weren't really sure, you know, those college cars, Daniel Hemrick, the last couple of seasons, just nowhere to be found for the most part. Um, and then AJ Allmendinger had a lot of success, but he's a very talented guy. Maybe was getting more out of that equipment. We thought with them shifting a cup series, we weren't really sure, but Chandler Smith has showed up uh, in Landon Castle in that 10 car the pre last season. Didn't do much with it either. So there was definitely a lot of questions, but, uh, but I want to give him a shout out sucks to lose it as literally as they're taking the white flag sucks for him not for us because of course we had Austin hill and i i was freaking out when that happened rod i was jumping up and down and screaming my wife and daughter were looking at me like what the hell is your problem <laughs> you didn't listen to the show honey i totally picked him i totally am happy about that i, I think she figured it out at that point oh you must have picked that guy huh <laughs> 
not only did I pick him, he was 22 to one and she doesn't care what that even means. I was so. about to say, that's like, okay, well now we go shopping. That's, that's what they're exactly. What time is the next race? Uh, that, was the <laughs> that was the question Sunday. Cause we had three races, but we got through it. <laughs> yeah, listen, man, it's just a nice little sit. We told you it's a nice little sit on your couch day and just enjoy a day of racing. That's what that that's is. That's what I told her. We're so busy all the time. We got basketball and gymnastics and all <laughs> kinds of activities for my daughter. It's a chance to sit around all day Sunday. Yeah, right? Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Um, all right. So we did have other bets on this other than our fun one, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, where where we start? We start with yours, right? Yeah. Uh, I had cold custard <laughs> at uh, plus 180 name. for a top three, and he was cold custard because what the hell? I mean, as good as he was at Auto Club, and, and I don't know if this is part of they had to use the same cars, and maybe he just used that one up. From the previous one, I, I, I'm not really sure what happened. Uh, I'll be interested to see if Brian Murphy comments on that on on him and Derek's show this week uh, from the Stuart Oscarage. But it just, I mean, I was expecting him to come out and, and be the best car and dominate this race and really nowhere to be found all day. Uh, scored a second or an eighth place rather in the second stage. Uh, and then at the end of the race, he ends up 12th. I mean, it just, he was never in the conversation throughout the day, which completely shocked me I, I was i was very big on custer doing something this weekend and he just was nowhere to be found well and then he got caught up in the mix too like he got squeezed a little bit on on a lap and and never really recovered i mean he put himself yeah. in that position uh early on and and basically never never kind of got back to where he needed yeah. to be and maybe something just got knocked out that that wasn't you know how he wanted it anymore and they couldn't get it from there i I hope that's what happened because I, <laughs> I like him a lot this season and I want to be on him a lot. But after that performance, whew. yeah, I mean, it, but it's difficult too to continue the same level of success as you used to have when you've been gone for a little bit too. I mean, I know we both expected him to come back and and pretty much be the conquering hero, but I mean, right now it's just kind of like he's coming well, back and, you, and yeah, fighting. You said it last week too. You, you said you're going to have to see him finish one before you feel comfortable in him and. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you were right. Well, the rest of the class is caught up, you know, like whatever yeah. you tried back in the day is not necessarily going to work the same when you come back again. You know, it's like, it's like coming back to school as a 30 year old. I, I, the rest of the world had caught up and I was like, oh my God, like I'm not the smartest kid in the room. Not that I was ever, <laughs> but still. Um, all right. So uh, enough of my scholastic ineptitude. Uh, I had Tyler Reddick as a top three uh, car. And Tyler Reddick was nowhere near a top three car. He was 10 positions off of that uh, this race. I mean, you said it. You said the 24 car, the Sam Hunt car, was not going to be as good. But I had faith in Tyler Reddick, the driver. Um, you know, granted, you know, he started 15th. He, he finished 13th. It wasn't, it wasn't a fantastic race for Tyler Reddick. In fact, nowhere did he even hit any top 10s in the stages I mean, it just was a ho-hum day for Tyler Reddick. He couldn't get that car near the front and obviously couldn't finish well enough to cash this bet. Yeah, well, I think this confirms the Sam Hunt part of it, right? Because we, we had talked about it last season a bunch when John Hernemacek was in the Sam Hunt cars. He could not do the same thing he could do when he was in the Gibbs cars. And with Tyler Reddick, it's obviously there's there's a, a talent gap there, right? So so maybe he could overcome that and not the case. I mean, he just he was not in the conversation all day struggled continuously with that car it just it, it is nowhere near these top level xfinity cars and obviously you put one of the better drivers in it and he couldn't do anything with it so 
Uh, I think that just is going to confirm that, and we might be able to use that to our advantage going forward if Reddick, because I think he's got three more races scheduled in that car, um, and if we get some head-to-heads against him because of his name, because he's a Cup Series guy, we might have to fade Tyler Reddick, as crazy as that sounds, in the Xfinity Series because it's that equipment is just it's nowhere close. Well, and not even that, but it doesn't matter now. Feels like what kind of equipment he's in because if we'll talk, we'll talk about it obviously in the next in the next segment. But you know, maybe maybe the beginning of the season is not everything he'd hoped it to be, and maybe we're gonna have to pull a Denny Hamlin where. Wherever Tyler Reddick is, we go the opposite direction until he decides to find where his speed is. Yeah, he's this transition to Toyota has not been easy for him. He's he is definitely struggling. There's no question about that. Uh, next up for me, I had Riley Herbst top five at uh, plus five hundred. I think I just lost it completely. Plus six hundred, it was rather. Uh, again, eighth place, right where you expect Herbst to be. Right, that's basically what I said. I and I said. If you could find top 10 odds, that's where I would like to take him. I never saw top 10 odds for Xfinity. Um, if you saw him out there somewhere, let me know. Correct me. But I I never saw them throughout the weekend of, of checking on it. Um, but again, uh, you know, I expect him to be in the top 10 each and every week. Maybe he can pop up there and grab a top five every once in a while. Six to one, I felt like it was worth it. And uh, he did exactly what I thought he would do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's insane. Uh, on a day where, obviously, where Cole Custer starts on the back for a uh, um, backup car. I mean, that's the thing. Like we, we expected a better day out of a lot of these other cars because of that. Right. And even Kyle Busch having to start, uh, in, in the back, right. For unapproved adjustments, uh, right off the bat. It was, yeah. You know. And something I we're definitely talking on when we get to the cup series side of things, but Ford is off to a rough start this season, especially in the cup series. But I mean, Riley in eighth place was the top Ford, and then it was Cole in 12th. Granted, there's not a ton of Fords in this field. I mean, there's only, I think, five, six, looks like six Fords were in the race. And they would be the two you expect to be the best, but eighth place was the best finishing of the Fords. Um, and it's just, it's been a rough, rough start for the Blue Ovals this season. It has indeed. Uh, you know who it hasn't been a rough start for? Justin Allgaier. I had him as a top five car on this track. At plus 105, remember I was saying to you, why, why is Allgaier plus money for a top five? Well, he finishes second and led 10 laps. This was a sweat, though, in the in the middle parts of, of stage three, and I think even toward the end, it was a little bit of a sweat that to, for him to be in the top five. He was in the top five at the end of stage one. In fact, he was in second place at the end of stage one. Um, but I thought... He had the, the restart violation yes. where they sent him for the drive-through penalty and sent him to the back. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's he had to drive his hairy. way through. <laughs> but he did. He had a fast car. I almost think he would have won uh, had he not had that last penalty because he had a fast, fast car. I would like to go ahead and stake my claim for my winner this week, Rod. Uh, Justin Allgaier is going to be who I take. Uh, you, Rod. We're going bastard. to Phoenix, and uh, so I just want everybody to know I'm claiming it right now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Look at this guy. This is how but he no, does it. Five. This is how he does it. Like, literally, <laughs> now I can't do it because then I can't be on Justin Allgaier. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> That's but why no. I put it on here so that there's proof <laughs> that I was doing it first. Son of a Anyways. Now you can't get in there and be, you know. But, it, well. No, Allgaier, I mean. He's again, we talked about it. he's gonna be one of the better drivers all season. He's already proven it with with a good start to the season. A top five for him, top five at plus money. That was stupid for that to even be aligned. So yeah. props to you on calling that one out. That was a great bet. Um, I had Sheldon Creed over Daniel Hemrick. 
This one ended up a little closer than it should have been. It was minus 150, but it did cash. Um, Creed again, man, he looked good throughout the day. These RCR cars are no joke. Uh, Austin Hill obviously ends up winning the race in an RCR car. Um, and Creed again was up there throughout the day uh, and just continues to make mistakes that, man, you would have hoped in his sophomore season would have kind of wore off. They have not yet, but he still ends up finishing ninth. Daniel Hemmick, right, I think I said he would finish 12th, uh, right about where you expected him. He finished in 10th place. That's where you're going to find Daniel Hemmick every week. Uh, <laughs> Herbst is going to be in the top 10 for sure, and Hemmick will be around 10th to 12th each and every week, barring any uh, barring anything bad happening. Hey, and this one literally took to just about the end for it to, to shift because Creed was not got, there yeah. with the last <laughs> couple Harry laps. At the end. <laughs> yeah, Creed barely caught him at the end and was yeah. able to pass him. So it was... Yeah, that one wasn't even uh, – that one was sweating all the way. This is what had you paying attention to the top 10. I was already in a profuse sweat from Austin Hill running down the leader, so I was paying a little bit less attention to this one, but uh, I did notice it getting hairy at the end there. Yeah, I mean, it was – yeah, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, this was not going to cash. What? And then all of a sudden, uh, there we go. Uh, all right, my next one had uh, Brandon Jones pitted against Sammy Smith. Shout out to Sammy Smith for running – a really good race. I mean, he finished seventeenth, but like he was, he was in and around a lot, and and being talked about quite a bit for hanging tough. Um, and Brandon Jones, man, unfortunately, just got. That was a one junior motorsports car that was not running the best out of that. Well, another another guy who struggled with his transition, right? He's opposite of Reddick. He went from Toyota to Chevrolet, and it's been we these junior motorsports cars have been good. We've seen them running up in the top. I mean, the other three finished in the top seven, and they've been doing well. And Brandon Jones has been on the struggle bus so far to start this season. I hate it because he's a guy I love betting on. But if this keeps up, it's going to be something we're going to have to start to look at as far as maybe fading him until he figures it out. I do think he's going to figure it out sooner rather than later, but uh, it's it's been a struggle. And, and like you said with Sammy Smith, this is two weeks in a row where he's been very strong, very fast. Gotta get the finishes there because he's he's not quite done it, but uh, but good enough this week. Yeah, I mean he was eighth in stage one, four or fifth in stage two. I mean, again, they were talking about how the kid is barely old enough, like he's eighteen years he's old. Still in high school. Yeah, still in high school, <laughs> like we're logging laps in the Xfinity series. It's like holy cow, man. I mean, I I had nothing like that going on in high school, but yeah. So so say la vie to Sammy Smith. Better things are ahead, I'm sure, and and we're gonna be betting on him. Quite often now, he's turning heads, he's turning my heads at least. Yeah, I have absolutely. Two heads. And he's he's a very talented young driver and, and a guy that we're definitely going to be talking about for years to come. I think this next one, I'm torn. Rod, do we keep betting on John Arnimacek so that he doesn't finish well, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> or what's what's the play here? Because I took John Arnimacek as a top five at plus one hundred five. This seemed much like your all guyer one to be an easy bet. Uh, he comes out, he wins stage one, um, and then he kind of disappeared for a while, finishes sixth place, one spot out of cash in this one. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, we saw it from him early, but then once he lost the lead in that clean air, he just wasn't really heard from much after that. Yeah, and that was really what it is. He once he once he lost that lead, he kind of dropped like a rock, and then he had to find his way back up. Uh, and kudos to him for being able to find his way back up to six. I mean, he led forty five laps in this, so he was a fast car. It wasn't as if he was like led a lap under um, during pit stops, but he was a fast car. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. He's, I mean, he's shown to be very fast throughout the first couple of weeks here. And I think that he is going to continue to be a threat and we'll probably have to keep betting on him despite us not wanting to. Um, but it's he's Those Gibbs cars are very fast. They're, they're top of the road cars. Uh, unlike the Sam Hunt cars. <laughs> Listen, if nothing else, we did voice our absolute displeasure at having to... to And still, look, if you guys can figure out why we don't like John Hunter and Majek, please join the Discord and let us know because neither one of us can figure out yeah, why we yeah. don't like him. <laughs> And John, listen, I've, I said it last week, I'll say it again. It's nothing personal, but I'm, I'm sure you are f- just a, a great guy to have a beer with. But wait, is he old enough to have a beer? He's old enough to have a beer. Yeah, uh, he's old enough. Yeah. Uh, and and please, let's have a beer sometime, because I want to talk to you and get to know you so I don't just gutterly hate you for no reason. You, you know his dad drove the Army car, right? You should be a I fan know, of and I That have... gives me an out, because I, you know, Nate, go Navy, beat Army. Now, now, but, now uh... I'm going to show you, though. <laughs> oh, getting, getting a piece from Rod's collection. No, this is the Jerry Nadu one, but I do have the oh, O1. Well, it is the O1 Army car. There you go. <laughs> okay, and this yeah, is all so, for the YouTube folks. This is all for the YouTube folks. I'm doing yeah, this for you, YouTube. Oh, we got to get over on YouTube. Uh, this is the. I think this is the John Hunter Nemechek Army car. So I, yeah. I have, I have it. I like your dad. I want to like you, John Hunter. <laughs> so uh, yeah, next time we bet on you, help us out, right? I don't know. I just did that whole shtick in the whole... You guys got to go to the YouTube and watch that. That was ridiculous. I'll never do that again. Sorry. (laughs) It was great. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Uh, All right. So you had John Hunt and Uh, I had another couple of young kids. Well, okay. Sam Mayer's a young kid. Uh, I had Sam Mayer over Austin Hill. Obviously, we know Austin Hill ended up winning the whole damn thing. So, bleh. Uh, Except for Cody. Yay. Uh, It wasn't my pick to win, but it was Cody's pick to win. So I'm happy for you guys. If you bet on him, 22 to 1, fantastic stuff. Uh, but Sam Mayer, you know, he led a lap in this one, started 13th, found his way up to, to 7th. For a young kid, I'm encouraged. I, I, I'm going to, I think we're going to keep betting on him. I think he's got a lot of good, and of course, he's in the junior motorsports stable, which is one of the fastest in the field right now. So them and Childress and, and now Colleague making a little bit of a name for themselves. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty excited for what's to come, uh, for Sam Mayer. So I will continue to take him and, uh, maybe think that I don't, I can't even anymore with Austin Hill. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's cause I'm, I'm a guy who likes the underdog. So when people keep winning, it's like, Oh, I don't like you anymore. Uh, what well, well, more of an underdog do you want than 22 to one rod? Come on. No, that, well, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's awesome. But he won't be 22 to one for long if he keeps winning. Probably not. Hopefully he is, because we'll keep taking him if he is. But <laughs> now, yeah, Sam Mayer, again, has very impressive, been an impressive start to the season. Uh, seventh place finish, not bad for him. But, uh, but of course, Austin Hill wins the race. I had Cole Custer at 7-1. to one. Again, we talked about him already. Just just did not show up. I felt like at 7-1, to one, though, he, the odds were very good for what had been the best car the week before. But Austin Hill, uh, I said it, I, I could not pass up on a guy in this good of equipment that's this good of a driver at 22-1. to one. That was the reason I took him. Again, I, I don't just throw out long shots to throw out long shots to say, who I gave out a 100-to-1 a winner or 22-to-1 or whatever. It's it's guys that I truly believe have an opportunity to win. Did I think Austin Hill was going to come out and be the best car on the day? No. Did I think he could put himself in position to be there? It was very close to, to not, right? Because he, I mean, he literally he passed as the white flag is flying. Uh, boy, that was a sweat because I thought Allgaier was going to get them both. Uh, at first, and then he held off Allgaier. He got there, and Chandler Smith just made the rookie mistakes and and gave it up to him. But uh, 
boy, that was a sweat. If you had that one, I know a lot of the guys in the discord, I saw some people on Twitter as well that did. So shout out to all of you that, that were able to get in on that one as well. Uh, that was a good time. And then he made us work for it because it uh, didn't look like it was going to cash. And then he runs him down right there at the end, takes it as the white flag happens. And uh, yeah, 22 to one off to a good start to the season. Rod hit, hit Kyle Bush last week at 10 to one. Almost had Kyle Larson this week at seven to one. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then uh, Austin Hill at twenty-two to one. That's a pretty pretty good way to start the season as far as winners go. Fantastic way to start the season. I uh, had Josh Berry at seven to one. Uh, not bad. He finished in the top five, so it wasn't as if he didn't have a chance. And in fact, he led a couple of laps there at the end as well. Um, so you know, Josh Berry, not bad. He he finished where he started. Uh, he started he started in fifth, finished in fifth. Uh, but we talked about it, Junior Motorsports. Barry's going to be there. Barry's going to be yeah. well, and some thing. potentially very big uh, distractions for him, right? That we hadn't did not weren't aware of when we gave out that pick on, on Tuesday or was it Wednesday, I think, last week. But obviously, and, and we'll touch on this in a few. But was in the nine car after the Chase Elliott deal, so you know they're they're freaking out Friday night trying to get everything fitted and to his size and the car adjusted properly. And and I'm sure if if there was a sim available or whatever, he was trying to run laps in it and. And kind of, you know, that that can take a lot of focus away uh, for, from what he was doing on Saturday. But still a top five finish. He was up there throughout the day. So uh, I don't think it was a bad pick. And, you know, at the odds, you got him at seven to one again. Still still pretty good pick, I think. And you got to think, too, that when you know you're about to make a cup start the next day, I mean, you're, you're as much as you don't think you're fo- not focusing on that, like you got at the right. back of your mind, well, you got to be thinking about that. Yeah, and he's made a couple of cup starts for Spire Motorsports, but you're about to make a cup start in the number nine Hendrick. car for Hendrick Motorsports, the Napa car, the popular driver's car, like on on short notice, like that's that is still a lot for for a guy like that. Yeah, I mean, I get nervous. I don't know. I get nervous of way less things than that. So I can only imagine <laughs> I get distracted thinking about all kinds of other things. Yeah, uh, like floating O one cars all over the place. Like that's that's what I keep thinking. But yeah. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that that could be a bit of a distraction, I think. Yeah, but good on him to be able to just hold fifth place at least, and and especially in a field that contained Kyle Busch, right? That everybody thought. And honestly, look for Kyle Busch's sake. I mean, he only led four laps in this thing. Like he started eleventh, um, finished fourth. So I mean, he didn't. He just kind of didn't have that same look that he did in the truck race, and we knew it. We knew that it wasn't going to be as easy as it was in the truck series. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think it's a lot to do with this field. And and again, colleague isn't necessarily, well, I don't know. You think they're not one of the top teams and then Chandler Smith runs up front all day. So who knows? I think that as the season progresses, I think we will see Kyle Busch get more comfortable in that car and, and things will, will get better for him. Uh, we will talk about the third race that Kyle Busch participated in after the break. Didn't get any easier there either for Kyle Busch, and we'll touch on that when we come back. But before we do, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts, but they also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in the state that you're living in right this second or the one that you can jump to in about 10 minutes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. For those of you who enjoy 
my 01 car antics and are watching on YouTube. We appreciate you for doing so. We want you to continue to do that. We also want you to what, Cody? Oh, Cody's got to unmute himself. He, he didn't expect me to pitch it over to him. I was I didn't know I was getting called on here. Yeah, what do you, uh, what I don't, do they I don't do? know what else we expect them to do, Rod. Well, what do they got to do for, to get us on YouTube? Oh, yeah. Just uh, go to YouTube and, and like and subscribe and, uh, yeah, as, all that stuff. As click, the kids click say, the bell. smash that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. Click the, click the bell. bell. Live shows, more live shows coming soon. All Indeed. that fun stuff. Indeed. Do that. Go to YouTube. Find us. We're having fun. Hi. All right. It was the cup race. It was the Pennzoil 400. Ah, I would say 400 miles of madness, but you and I both know that it was it was 400 miles. <laughs> but it was nothing for... I mean, there was madness in the last couple of miles, unfortunately, but... Uh, yeah, this race. Yeah, what? What? <laughs> I I just want to know what you're thinking. Like takeaways from this race. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think we we learned a lot. I think that that Ford is having serious issues. I, Ford has got some big questions, and they're going to have some stuff that needs to be figured out. We're going to Phoenix. Not to jump too far ahead, but this this next week here, Ford dominated both of these races. Chase Briscoe won in the spring. Again, hanging out with BJ McLeod all day. I don't know what his deal is, but it was a rough weekend for him again. And uh, and then in the fall, you know, Ryan Blaney had the best car. Joey Logano wins the race, wins the championship. So Ford was very, very good at Phoenix. We'll touch on it more when we get into the preview show. They have a package change. Things are going to be different on the short tracks. So a lot of questions there. But Ford has struggled last week. Ford struggled again this week. Even Kevin Harvick was calling his car a piece of shit during the race. Did not like it. Uh, I mean, Cindric somehow ends up with a somewhat decent finish, but otherwise, Blaney struggled a majority of the day. Logano got the pole. He was quick there, but then immediately dropped like a rock and struggled throughout the day. Ends up getting, you know, being like the one car that gets wrecked and, and ends up finishing in last place. So uh, I think that's the biggest takeaway. The other biggest takeaway is I picked three different Hendrick cars to win, and the one I didn't pick <laughs> is the one that won. Because uh, <laughs> I originally gave out Chase Elliott on the show last week. I then changed that pick to Kyle Larson on the DFS show after the Elliott news. And I had given out Bowman, too. And, of course, it's William Byron who comes through. But uh, Chevy, domination towards the top, right? Hendrick seems to be the best team. Uh, Joe Gibbs even maybe struggling a little bit. Uh, Bubba Wallace was clearly the best Toyota on the weekend and the 2311 equipment um track house looked pretty good again not quite as good as they had last week at auto club but those are probably my biggest takeaways is kind of like we thought cream of cream of the crop rising to the top right i mean you go through here and it's it's hendrix it's 2311 hendrick sorry it's not hendrix hendrick there you go mispronounce the stuff again good job (laughs) i hate it when people type hendrix out i'm like it's not the guitar player that owns the car, okay? Uh, <laughs> or is the 2311, uh, Joe Gibbs, and then Penske. Justin Haley finishes up there in the college car, but then it's Stuart Haas, and it's Trackhouse. Uh, you know, RCR back in 14th, but really RFK not till 6th, 17th. Like, the top dog's kind of back at the top where we kind of expected that, and I think the parody is not going to be what it was last season. And uh, that's not a surprise. That's what we expected, but... I think that's very well playing out so far this season. Chevy also has won all three races so far in 2022. Oof. 2023. It is 2023, Rod. Yes, it is. And they have won all three races so far this season. So 
something to keep an eye on as the other uh, manufacturers maybe struggle a little bit uh, and keep up. Yep. Got a buddy, uh, Discord Fortune, reached out. Give me the, is it Chevy? Is it Ford this week to bet on? And I was like, yeah, you got to bet Chevy. I was like, yeah. you, I said, for nothing else, there's too many Chevys that are powerful in this field. Got to take Chevy over Ford in this one. Yeah, and I think that uh, not not so much at Phoenix this week. It's going to be a totally different story. But but when we go back to the next intermediate uh, on the schedule, which, again, we're not going to count Atlanta in a couple weeks, but it's going to be a long while until we get back to Kansas in May is going to be the next one. But keep that kind of in your memory bank there of maybe when we get back to Kansas, it's going to be the Chevys and Bubba Wallace, I think, again, at, at Kansas like he proved last season. But but Chevy may just be the way to go. And even Denny Hamlin said that Chevy clearly has an advantage and Hendrick specifically has an advantage on these these intermediate tracks. And it's going to be hard to catch up with them. And uh, so it, it is going to be quite a few weeks until we get back to this style of track. But will be something to kind of keep in the back of your mind there that you might just go all in on Chevy when we get to Kansas in May and then uh, see if see if that holds true. When all three drivers are on the podium, that's uh, that's like a Red Bull-esque type of a thing. If Red Bull had one more driver in their camp, it would probably have been an all-Red Bull uh, podium at the end of that one race. Yeah, and then another Hendrick 1-2-3. I think this is the third or fourth time they've done that. They had the 1-2-3-4 back in 2021 at, at Dover mm-hmm. where they swept the top four. Uh, obviously, with Barry being in the car, he kind of struggled throughout the day, which... I guess I maybe should have seen coming a little more than than the case I made on the DFS show. Eh, well, like you said, Hendrick one two oh, three, William Byron was the winner of this race. The one, the only one that Cody did not pick to win, but that's all right. But we both started out with Harvick bets, didn't we? We did. Kevin Harvick top ten plus one hundred five. Again, lock of the week. Easily cashes. He, he hated his car. Rod still finishes ninth. Got a little bit hairy after that overtime finish we got into because it, it kind of got a little scary there and i also gave him out a top four to plus plus 550 blaney gets him late in regulation they go to overtime i'm looking he passed ryan blaney yeah austin Cindric, where the fuck did you come from austin Cindric takes top forward uh somebody in the discord had austin Cindric at top <laughs> saw that gosh who was it i don't remember but they uh i'd like to give him credit but they asked about Cindric beforehand and i think i just said something like uh like, yeah, I, I don't indifferent on how I felt about him or something like that. And uh, well, they tossed and it he, on him. He ended up uh, ca- cashing out all those all those bets. So, uh, hey, but see, this was, is uh, let this be a lesson to you. Let this be a lesson to you, though, too, that, you know, feel free, feel free, pick our brains and then go the opposite direction because it's on you ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he uh, it was pig pig Pinnell. I think that's, that's right. how you say his name, but. Yeah, he was uh, all across the board. Win, top three, top five, top ten, top four. He had the whole shebang, so cash some of those. So props to him. Uh, man, I just yeah, I didn't see that coming from Austin Cindric. And he was kind of just a late – I don't know if he took more, four tires maybe at the end there or something, but I don't know where he came from, but he spoiled my Harvick top four. I wasn't even paying also, attention to him. That's that's the thing. I, well, that's literally. what I'm saying. I just saw Harvick had passed Blaine, and I'm like, yes, he did it. And then, whoa, wow, there's Cindric. Yeah. Uh, PSA, the second that odds drop, if Kevin Harvick for a top 10 this week at Phoenix is minus 300 or less, just smash it. I don't care because he's got 19 top top 10s in a row at yeah. Phoenix. And he's the king of top 10s. He's been doing it already this season. Despite hating his car, don't hesitate. Just do it. 
Well, I had him to win the poll in this instance, and that did not happen. Uh, as we both know, Joey Logano was a forward on the on the poll, but it was not Kevin Harvick. Unfortunately, he just didn't have pole speed. So he hated his car. That didn't happen. I mean, I thought for an eight to one long shot to win the poll, that wasn't a bad a bad price, given that he is as strong on this track as he usually is. Top ten usually means you can try to to lay down a pretty fast lap. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah, and you ended up with four forwards in the the top ten in that final round of qualifying. So I, I think that 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 speed advantage that we talked about maybe is there for the qualifying trims type of stuff, and we're just it's not translating to the race, whether it's a difference in, in the downforce or how the car works it around other cars. I don't know exactly what the answer or the technical technical answer for that is, but maybe Ford to win qualifying bets are going to be good for a bit. Uh, maybe they do have somewhat of an advantage there. Again, small sample size so far, but uh, but it'll be kind of interesting to, to see how that goes going yeah. forward. Uh, next up for me, I had Kyle Busch top five. We talked about it. He was a favorite. We didn't want to pick him to win this weekend because of all the love he got, uh, struggled early. I missed the beginning of the race, but I think he got into the wall or somebody got into him something and his, his steering wheel was, was knocked off and, or not knocked off, but his, his was off alignment or whatever, I guess you could say. And, yeah. and he just really struggled to really get any type of grip later on in the car, uh, ends up with a 14th place finish. So not the result we're looking for, but uh, again, a result of, of that contact, I think a plus 125 though, for being the favorite and for as fast as he looked a week before winning the race, obviously, uh, I don't think it was a bad bet, but, and had that not happened early, I think, you know, if he ends up 14th, I think he could have, could have ended up at least in the top 10, maybe battling for a top five there. Well, and he had, I mean, look, he started in fifth place. So he started right there in the top five. And and for the, the first few laps until he sort of smacked the wall, he was running he was running pretty free most of the day anyways. And and for him, he sort of he glanced off the wall and then bounced again. It was it was like the back end and then the front end hit the wall and the car wasn't the same after that. And it was just did they throw a caution for that, Rob? <laughs> In because fact, uh, Cody, the same they did thing not. happened at the end of the race when Al- Almarola bounced off the wall and continued to go straight just fine, and that was a caution flag. So. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and spoiler alert and say they did not throw a caution flag for that. I know because, they didn't. That was my point. Uh, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, yeah, I, don't I love NASCAR, but sometimes, you know, they're just they were just waiting for any small. That was like Suarez spinning out of the Daytona 500. Uh-huh. Any little thing for that dramatic finish. Oh, I love him for it, and I hate him for it at the same time. I, I see, and that's the thing. Like, I, I'm that race was getting so, I don't want to say unwatchable and out of hand, but it kind of was. If if you were just a, a typical NASCAR fan watching that race, you felt probably felt like you were watching an F1 race at that point, yeah, right? But if you were holding Kyle Larson to win, you felt just fine about it. Oh, you were loving <laughs> life at that point, but yeah, you didn't need that to happen. So yeah, oh well. I get it. Um, all right, I had Ross Chastain as a top three car. Well, of course, we talked about it. It was a Chevy, but it was not one. Ross Chastain, and it wasn't for lack of trying. I mean, listen, Ross Chastain looked fast uh, most of the day. He started eighth, ran up in the front pack, um, and then just kind of fell off. It was just, you know, he, I, I think it was just he lost it. He lost the speed. He lost the edge and started to drop back. Cars were just chasing him and fine and passing him there at the end, and and he kept falling off, too. It's weird how quickly he fell back to 12th. I mean, he was in the top. Right? Yeah, I feel, wasn't he top five? I think yeah. it, before that caution, before they pitted, and then I don't know what happened there, but he he definitely fell back. 
but yeah, I mean, he started good, finished third in stage one. He was seventh in stage two. He's kind of running around up there all day and had a faster car. Again, I think that Hendrick and Trackhouse Chevy seem to be even Suarez again. Man, he's been looking good. He's he's going to be a guy we're going to have to. I, I am specifically going to have to be give more respect to because I have not done so much of that. But yeah. Uh, but next up for me, I had Denny Hamlin over Ryan Blaney. Um, this one was not as easy as it should have been. <laughs> Hamlin ends up 11th and Blaney ends up 13th. But but Hamlin was clearly the better car all day. Again, Blaney struggled throughout the day. Uh, Hamlin was running third, I believe, at the end of regulation there uh, before they had the pit sequence. And then he ended up uh, dropping dropping back in there. I don't know how he got shuffled all the way back to 11th, but, but he did, uh, but still cashes at minus one fifth, 14, uh, man, I love Ryan Blaney, but these Fords are struggling. So I, I think that at least on these intermediate tracks, for sure, we're going to have to, to fade them a little. And it's, it's going to be a few weeks before we see another one, but, uh, something to keep in mind next time we go back. If you're <laughs> continuing to get head to heads like this, I think that we're going to have to, to fade the, the Ford camp other than Kevin Harvick, because, he can make shit work no matter what it seems like. But, uh, but yeah, so Denny Hamlin over Ryan Blaney at 114. That one cashed. It did. Uh, Austin Dillon over Daniel Suarez did not cash in that same vein. Uh, Austin Dillon, somebody in the Discord said it perfectly. They're like, missing person's alert on Austin Dillon. I should have got, I, sh- I wish I would have thought of this. I would have picked up a milk carton and <laughs> printed a picture of Austin Dillon's face and put it on it. Yeah. What the hell, Austin Dillon? He I- just. Nowhere to be found all day long. Now, that three car was gone. I mean, from the start, I, finished twenty seventh. It was just he started twenty sixth, finished seventh. I found a matchup that morning of Chase Briscoe versus Austin Dillon. I thought that was the easiest money in the entire world. Uh, <laughs> and I think BJ McLeod beat him. So uh, rough. Uh, it was bad. Rough. It was bad. Um, yeah, uh, definitely not anything for Austin Dillon. Yeah, and Suarez again looked really good, and and he's going to be a guy we're going to have to. I'm going to have to give more respect to because I did not see it coming from Suarez repeating what, what happened last season and he's done a great job. Uh, so maybe they know something over there and that's why they locked these guys up. Mm-hmm. I had uh, the easiest matchup potentially in the history of NASCAR racing, Corey LaJoy over Ty Dillon minus minus one ninety. Again, not even close. Corey LaJoy 20th place run again. I mean, 20th doesn't sound that good, but for this team, it, he ran a great race again. He beat guys like Ty Gibbs, Chris Buescher, Ryan Priest in much bigger Austin Dillon, in much bigger rides. Um, and yeah, uh, oh, wait a minute. Austin Dillon did beat Chase Briscoe? How am I just realizing this? Uh, because the end of that race was sort of a sweat for you for Kyle Larson State. You didn't pay attention to anything down there. Wow. Wow, he was losing to him the whole race. That's great. Okay, yeah, and BJ McLeod was about three spots behind them both. So. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Corey LaJoy, another great day. Ty Dillon, again, beaten by BJ McLeod and JJ Yaley. He finished 34th. Uh, he was run- finishing, r- running at the end of the race, but uh, not anywhere close to anything if they continue to offer this matchup. Minus 190, I know it seems kind of ridiculous to lay that, but you want to pay the juice if you lose again, and – this matchup is just nowhere to be found. I don't want to get too far off track, Rod, but uh, Jeff Gluck and Jordan Bianchi on their their podcast, The Teardown, shout out to those guys. Uh, they were discussing the options for the nine car because going forward, right, Chase Elliott's going to miss 
potentially six weeks, 10 weeks. We, they've not been given a timeline, but that's kind of been the guesstimates based on uh, on the injury. We do know we did not know Friday when we recorded, but it was a fractured tibia that he suffered uh, in the, the snowboarding accident. Um, but they were talking about what if Hendrick Motorsports, of course, you call Jimmy Johnson first, right? Oh, you got to yeah. call Jimmy Johnson. And, you, you know, but if that doesn't work out, which he's got Carvana as a sponsor, the nine car has Kelly Blue Book. So potentially some some sponsorship issues there. But if that phone call does not work, the next phone call you make has to be the Spire Motorsports, right? You say, hey, we're going to give you Josh Berry. He's going to run the seven car. We're going to put Corey LaJoy in this nine car and see what he can do. You want that. Oh, Rod. You want that. That was was like a wet dream for me as they were talking about that. You want that. My favorite driver replacing my other favorite driver in the meantime, getting a shot at a good ride. I don't care what car you put him in. Give this man a shot in a good car. You look at the upcoming schedule, Atlanta in two weeks, Rod. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Corey LaJoy in a Hendrick car in Atlanta. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. He may have to change the name of his podcast to Stacking Quarters. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it, Rod. I love it. But, no. So, yeah. Oh, man. And there's not been an announcement. I continually refreshing and refreshing Bob Pockris' Twitter over here today, which has been very quiet. Um, the roster on NASCAR.com was updated this morning and Josh Berry was placed on there. It was then updated again as TBA. <laughs> so, uh, and then the ent- official entry list was released also says TBA. So, uh, it sounded like Hendrick was hoping to have an announcement Monday, which is today right now. It's almost eight o'clock in the central time and, uh, no announcement yet. So hopefully they're working out that deal to get Corey LaJoy over there. And, and, uh, Spire has an alliance with Hendrick. They use Hendrick pit crews, Hendrick motors, and all of that stuff. So I think that's a very awesome possibility. Continue to give the nine car uh, car owner points, right? You need that. Give LaJoy a chance. He could, He it's still his points that he's right now, he's in the playoffs, I believe. And you give him some points in the nine car, get him back over in that seven. Maybe he has a potential to, to make the playoffs, and that, that would help Spire because it would put their car in the playoffs with their driver. Could be a win-win-win for everybody. Just saying, Rod. Let's get it done. I will. Oh man, you're gonna hear him. You're gonna hear the cheer from from there in California if Corey LaJoy is putting that nine car. Mister Hendrick, uh, his his Twitter is about to blow up because Cody's about to message him like 500 times. Hopefully, he's got his DMs closed because otherwise, I'm about to blow him Dear up. Dear <laughs> Mister Hendrick, I have a proposal for you. Put it. Well, up. and Put I mean, it's not just. I mean. Of course, I probably could have thought of that on my own, but coming from guys like Jeff Gluck and Jordan Bianchi, those are pretty smart guys with pretty, uh, they're pretty high up in the NASCAR media. So I think that we should just follow their lead, Mr. H. Bob Pockris is about to say, Cody Zeeb <laughs> has predicted the future. Huh. All right, uh, let's let's get back to the bets. Uh, we, we're done. We're done You're with sorry. the conspiracy you know, I theories. I can't cover LaCorey LaJoy without going off on a separate tangent. And 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 that's, <laughs> oh, I forgot the harp. Oh, well, screw it. Uh, all right. <laughs> So uh, my next bet, oh, for the love of God, A.J. Allmendinger. Man, I had A.J. Allmendinger as the winner of Group C that contained the likes of Ricky Stanhouse, Ryan Priest, uh, Harrison Burton, and, of course, Eric Almarola, who was the one damn guy to beat freaking A.J. Allmendinger. And it wasn't even until the very, very end of the race, the 16, uh, had something go wonky and, and slid back a couple of spots. And Eric Almarola... I I have a question. I'm raising my hand if you're watching on YouTube. What? How? Can you explain to me, Rod? The end of the Daytona 500, when when there's a wreck, 
that's just the same as the wreck that it is at the end of this race. Immediate caution flag. We have to right. Well, first, Daniel Suarez spins on his own by himself. He's fine. He could have continued to roll and been fine. And Kyle Bush could have won the day 2500 cash for us. They don't throw the caution. Then they throw the caution super fast and over time when that happens. This week, uh, it's uh, you know, Eric Almarola bounces off the wall. Caution flag. Oh my god. And he then there's like spin. 57 cars wrecking on the backstretch. And we let them race back to the checkered flag? What? What are we doing, Rod? And then Derek has to bring up Cardboard Gate on his <laughs> podcast and bring back my PTS from that. Oh, man. Yeah. Just, I don't. Come on, NASCAR. You're killing me. Just what the hell is a fucking caution flag? Just make it clear for me so I know. I'm like, oh, caution. Oh. Oh, okay. We're gonna go. We're gonna race back. Hey, and then I was, is... I was screaming. I, when Armarola spun, I'm like, "That's not a caution. That no. What are you doing?" No. I knew I lost it right then. Not oh, even. Man. Not even a little. And yeah. not just that. I mean, look, a caution in NASCAR is like, what's a catch in football? No one knows. No one <laughs> that, knows. That is a. Per- no. Yes, that is exactly Rod. That's what. What is a catch? What is a caution? Nobody knows. We'll probably never find out. It's unfortunate. Well, it's a shifting target. I mean, one week it's <laughs> one week it's Eric Almarola brushing the wall. The next week it's it's fifty five cars. Uh, you know, the the I five just getting cluttered with the crash, and and now we're not it's throwing the caution. Yeah. It's nineteen ninety eight. Let him race back to the yellow flag. <sighs> Whatevs, man. Oh, um, but yeah, AJ Allmendinger, winner of Group C, almost had it at plus four hundred. That would have been fun, but it it wasn't. It was close. You were only two spots off. And again, at four to one, that's that's pretty good odds. Uh, I also had a group bet. I'm trying to find who all was in that group. I had Alex Bowman to win that group plus 400. And uh, he did win that group. Yeah, he, he did. Because neither he one of his teammates were in that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he finished his third. Uh, again, Alex Bowman. And, uh, you know, we'll just talk about it right now. I gave him out at 22 to one to win. Second week in a row, I've given him out at 22 to one. Second week in a row where he's had a top five car at the, like throughout the race. Please, books, just don't update that. Continue to put him at 22 to 1, and he's going to make my card every week. Like Alex Bowman has been good. Hendrick clearly is the top team in the stable right now. I will continue to bet Alex Bowman if we get him anywhere north of 15 to 1, probably. Uh, he's going home to Phoenix this weekend. Uh, a track that, you know, he's right from the Phoenix area. So, yeah, it's. Uh, again, the disrespect for Bowman has been crazy, but I had him to win Group C. Um, and the guys he was going against, Christopher Bell, who ended up having a decent race. He finishes fifth, uh, pretty pretty decent there at the end. Martin Trucks Jr. finishes seventh. Uh, they tried staying out. Looking back, that didn't work so well, right? But I will give them some props because I think that you think if you stay out, other cars are going to stay out. And if you can put a barrier there, if a wreck happens after they take the white flag or something, he could still be holding the lead. They've not won in a long time. Martin Trix Jr.'s street winless streak is getting up there. Won the class, yes, doesn't count towards the official wins and whatnot, exhibition race. But then also after the race, when they went to take off the right rear tire, the lug nut was stuck, Rob. Uh, so had they pitted, that would have been a disaster. Yep. And they would have not, because they would have changed two tires, would have been the right side tires. And it would have been a disaster. He would have finished way back there. So in hindsight, despite him dropping like a rock, literally through the field, ends up being a good move for them. But I just wanted to throw that out there. And then uh, the other person in that was Tyler Reddick. He bounced off the wall all day long. It was an up and down day for him. 
again, just, I mean, 15th really is a good finish for him at this point, just for, for the way his season has started. They unloaded the car, tried to fire it up, had to change the motor. He missed practice. He missed qualifying, started dead last. 15th place finish ended up being an okay finish for him, but Alex Bowman does win the group. Uh, yeah, just keep bumping Bowman down here in this this Group C area. I would love to to continue to to hit on that to keep making money. Um, my next one was a heartbreaker as well. I had Hamlin as the top Toyota, and he was for a very long time, and he was actually leading the race. For End of regulation, minute. third and place, top Toyota. It happened. Eric Almarola screwed the whole damn thing up. I, I won't blame him. It wasn't necessarily his fault. Uh, the guy with the button screwed it all up, and now here we are, not cashing another bet because Hamlin could not get back up there. And and I don't know what it was, man. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I mean, we're talking Truex, uh, and then Bell passed him. Uh, the, his Toyota teammates just found him, and he just kept getting picked off, man. Bubba picked him off. Bell picked him off. Truex picked him off. Denny Hamlin wound up in 11th place after all that. Yeah, just again, we already kind of touched on it, but yeah, bad, bad finish at the end, despite being third at the end of regulation. Sucks for a guy like that. Um, for winners, I gave out on the show last week Chase Elliott at 12 to 1. Obviously, the snowboarding incident happened after that. We talked about it. It happened literally right. I mean, the news came out right before we recorded the DFS show on Friday. So I switched my pick on that show to Kyle Larson at 8 to 1. That's why you got to make sure you listen to all the shows. Also, I did drop it in the Discord, too, so if you're over there, you would have caught it. Oh, man, Rod. First of all, Chase Elliott at 12 to 1, with the, as good as Hendrick looked, would have been absolutely great value, so I don't hate not doing that. We did have someone in the uh, Discord drop that a certain book was not <laughs> refunding their Chase Elliott bet. Uh, and well, are you kidding me? Like, if, if I bet Patrick Mahomes under passing yards and he doesn't even show up to practice that week or play in the game, you're not going to give me that. Whatever. He did contact support a second time. They refunded it. Fine. Somebody, Gindy suggested, and props to him in the Discord, hey, you know, contact support again. You might get somebody different, somebody that understands a little better. He did, and they gave it to him as a, as a free bet or whatever for later on. So just fine if that happened to you. Yeah, that's yeah. you're going to use it that way anyways. So if that happened to you, make sure you contact them again. He didn't, he was not, he never even made it to the track. He didn't practice. He didn't qualify. Nothing. He, he didn't he even make never, it to the state of of Nevada. Yeah, he was never in Nevada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you should get that refund if you placed it. But, uh, so then I gave out Larson eight to one, obviously winning at the end of regulation, heartbreak into overtime. Uh, Kevin Harvick at 20 to one again, didn't like his car, but finished ninth. He was up there all day. He's always going to be a threat. Good chance I pick him to win this week again at Phoenix. Unless Rod beats me to it, I won't claim that one just yet. Uh, and then Alex Bowman, 22 to 1. We already talked about that. But, uh, man, just keep giving us that number on Alex because he's going to bust through and win one of these here real soon. He will. And so will Trackhouse this season. I gave out Chastain at 8 to 1. Again, it was just not really – they didn't have it. They didn't have quite the t same type of speed as the Hendrick Stable – they were still fast. Chastain was still up in the mix most of the day. Uh, but, boy, Daniel Suarez, we talked about him just kind of charging up to the front. I gave out Trackhouse as sort of a you know fun little double double dip if, if Chastain were to have won at 6.5 to 1. But, yeah, you got to give props to Daniel Suarez for being able to just, I mean, he was, he was just grinding his way. He started 24th, worked his way up to a 10th place finish, and, you know, beat his teammate, beat Chastain. 
if you know all things equal, he passed him up toward the end of that uh, regulation run, and and I was pretty impressed with the way that ninety nine car was hanging tight. Um, that purple Tootsie's car looking pretty good moving up through the field. So um, hell, man, you give him another I don't know twenty laps, he could have maybe been jockeying around the front. And your track house bet would have... So how many more green-white checkers uh, we given before Daniel Suarez made his way back up to the front for that? But, um, yeah, again, like I said, neither one of them cashed, but I still am not going to be afraid to bet either one of these guys for solid finishes and, and in the right cases for a win this season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that uh, I, got, I got a little distracted on another Corey LaJoy story. Uh, sorry, Rod, but... Joseph Shrigley over at Toby Christie says, let Corey LaJoy play super sub. God, I love all these people on the Corey LaJoy bandwagon. Welcome to the place I have been for so many years. Nobody, nobody's going to, uh, Cody's going to welcome everybody on the bandwagon. Come on, buddy. Come on. Show me your we tickets. Get Corey LaJoy, put him in that car, make some stacking pennies merchandise with the nine. I will buy all of it. Anyways. Stacking bills. Yes. Now. I do think that track house will continue to be solid. I mean, they did proof throughout the day. It wasn't there quite at the end, but Chastain was running up front. I mean, he finished third in the in stage one, seventh in stage two, and then and again, Daniel. We talked about it earlier. He looked solid throughout the day. So I think that uh, you know going forward, they're going to be a team to continue to watch. Uh, we go to Phoenix here this weekend. Chastain almost won that race in that overtime. That was a crazy overtime finish there with Briscoe winning that. Chastain was right there. He won at Coda, which is coming up. Um, and yeah, so there's, there's going to be some good tracks again in the, in the near future for track house. And again, that Chevrolet power is looking top notch. Uh, and, and so I think that, that you're going to continue to see the Hendrick and track house cars be at the top most places for a little while until, until Toyota and Ford, uh, can catch up. Yep. Red Bull and Ferrari expect to see, uh, yeah, the, the, the bow ties up front for a very long time. Uh, all right. Well, as we close the book on Las Vegas, like you said, we do look forward to Phoenix, and we will have a full uh, full slate for you coming up this week of betting shows and, of course, our DFS show. Um, we'll keep you posted on if and when one of these is going live this week. We may just surprise you with a live show uh, and, and get, you, uh, get you ready for the weekend of racing. Yep, and if you click that bell for the, the notifications on YouTube, you'll be alerted when it is live. And if you're in the Discord, we'll make sure to to drop a ping in there for you as well. So, uh, yeah. But you can follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, check out the Old Fashioned Football Podcast over on the uh, SGPN Fantasy Football feed. I uh, made a short appearance talking about some Superflex leagues there last week. Going to be on with Justin and Miranda. will be back this week. She's feeling better, luckily. Uh, we're going to talk a couple of fun fun different types of, of fantasy football to, leagues to play in. We can talk some guillotine league, some pirate league, um, something else. I can't remember what it was, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun over there. So definitely go check that out as well. And then yeah, follow all my work at Husker underscore Zeb. Please do. He is a man of many, many, many interests and uh, is is fantastic at all of them. I hope I got you drunk saying fantastic. You guys are playing the drinking game. Love it. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Drink every time I retweet Quody, uh, Cody. Retweet, retweet, Quody. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> it's time to go. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, sports or review or in between media. We'll be back again tomorrow. Set up some Phoenix Raceway bets. 
Until then, let's go racing. And let it ride.